uh, you've, you've probably seen this yourself, right? You're online somewhere and all of a sudden you see an advertisement for something that you, uh, that you know you've checked out at one time or another on some other completely different website, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, these people are following me around. How in the world do they know? Welcome to Tim Talks, the podcast helping the independent musician online. If you're looking to build your web presence, expand your reach, grow your email list, and sell more of your music on the internet, then this is the podcast for you. With short and actionable episodes every Monday and Thursday, Tim Talks is all about demystifying social media, digital marketing, and all things online business for indie artists. Let's dive in. For this month's giveaway on Tim Talks, I'm really excited to be doing a drawing for an M-Audio Axiom. If you're wanting to have a rock-solid controller for your studio, or even when you play live, check out freemusicgift.com and find out how you can win this keyboard in our April drawing. You'll have to hurry because the drawing is only open for three weeks, so head on over to freemusicgift.com. You can even increase your chances of winning by sharing with a friend. Find out more again at freemusicgift.com. All right, guys, welcome to episode 18. Very excited to be back here. Um, welcome to Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Today, we're going to be talking about setting up your online store. We're going to be talking about accepting um, payments, processing payments, and thinking a little bit bigger when it comes to selling your music, selling your art, selling your thing online. And we're going to be we're going to be talking about what's called a payment gateway. We're also going to look at a few different um, scenarios for your online store. I'll be addressing things like Bandcamp.com, um, some other online sites for bands as far as selling your music, and why I think that is not the best way to sell your music. It's not a bad way, but it's not the best way, and it shouldn't be for you the primary way. And I'll explain why in this episode of Tim Talks. So, let's go. So, so here's the thing about um, a payment gateway. Uh, there are two things we're going to talk about quickly here, payment gateway and um, a merchant account. If you're in business, you've heard of a merchant account for sure. Payment gateway, you might have heard of, um, especially if you're doing business online, you, you'll, you'll have heard of that. Um, if you want to sell anything online, you need both of these two things, a payment gateway and a merchant account. But you need to know the difference between the two. Do you know the difference between the two? Um, if you don't, you're going to be confused and lost in a world of information, and uh, you need to get the right information. A payment gateway is basically um, sort of like a transportation service that moves your money. It, it, it processes credit card transactions for you online. So when your fans are purchasing your music through your store, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, they enter their credit card numbers. Uh, during that checkout process, that uh, money, your site, your store, is going to send that credit card information over to your payment gateway, and um, your payment gateway authorizes the transaction and processes the payment. Okay, so once everything is approved and it's all good to go as far as the credit card information matching uh, the person uh, who's actually submitting it, um, because they have to make sure that that's all, you know, legitimate and accurate. Once that's approved, the payment gateway moves that money to your merchant account, okay? That money is then moved. So think of it like an armored truck. Uh, payment gateway is kind of like, you know, when in a brick and mortar store who has, you know, a few cash registers, an armored truck will come up and, you know, come and get that cash 
with some guards and they'll walk out back, you know, b- walk back out to the armored truck and they'll go to take that money to the bank, right? So the payment gateway is similar. It's tightly secure. It's, um, it's supposed to be. <laughs> you got to get the right ones. Um, and so payment gateways are, are kind of like that, that armored truck. But the merchant account is who holds that money until the money is actually moved into your bank account. It's sort of like a middleman bank. Basically, that your merchant account temporarily holds your money until um, it's moved to your bank where you bank. So, because the money's got to go from the person, the person's bank, you know, who, who your customer, um, all the way to your bank somehow. The merchant account basically. Um, is holding on to the money until everyone is clear. You know, once everything is good to go, um, then the money will be transferred. So it, during that time, it's you know you can get a refund much quicker. Um, you know, you can cancel a transaction. Uh, it's usually I think two to seven days or something like that. A week, a week long. I don't think any longer than a week. But um, I mean, you'll you'll notice this if you if you especially have a credit card. You've probably seen this before on your own bank statements that it's not charged. You don't see that money posting on your account until a few days later, right? So that's because the merchant account was holding on to your money. So um, now there are some things to note about merchant accounts. I'm going to suggest some things for you where you won't need a merchant account right now. Um, You'll be using a service um, that is a payment gateway as well that has a merchant account of their own that they share with you. That's what PayPal is, basically. PayPal has one merchant account that they allow hundreds and thousands of customers that use PayPal to use so that they don't have to go get a merchant account of their own. So there are two kinds of merchant accounts, dedicated merchant accounts and what are called aggregate merchant accounts. And when you... um. When you get into to a really high volume of sales online, you will want to get your own merchant account because you can negotiate. Uh, you can negotiate a lot more of your own rates, custom rates, things like that. You usually get your money a lot faster if you have uh, your own dedicated merchant account, um, but that's you don't need to wait because uh, merchant accounts. Well, it can be a little bit complicated, and your your personal bank, where you might have your business account set up at your bank. Let's say you bank at Wells Fargo. I bank at Wells Fargo. Um, let's say you bank at Wells Fargo. You have a business account. They'll try to sell you on having a merchant account through them. I don't suggest you do that for some different reasons. We won't get into all of that today, but um, they'll try to sell you on a merchant account. There are some other merchant accounts out there that are much more favorable towards people who do who do business online. Um, but as I've said, when you're getting started and when you want to start um, making money on the internet, you don't need to have a merchant account, a dedicated merchant account right away. You can just focus on getting a good solid payment gateway uh, who will have their own merchant account, an aggregate merchant account. And I'm going to suggest Stripe for that. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. The reason we're talking about this, um, the reason I feel like this is an important conversation for artists who are going to be building their businesses um, independently and having a, a lot of it being online. The reason I think this is important is because, um, especially as an independent, um, maybe a little bit more obscure, not this massive rock star celebrity yet, as you're getting started, you want to have more control over your finances and over the selling process. You want to have as much control as you can. You could make the argument, hey, why don't 
iTunes, what's wrong with iTunes? Why do I have to sell this on my own through my own store? iTunes takes 30% of every sale. That's just uh, iTunes take. I mean, you're already going to be paying out, you know, you got you to gotta factor in your, distribu- your, your distributor, your digital distribution, whoever that is, whether it's CD Baby or TuneCore or Reverbation or whoever that might be for you. Um, and let alone the fact that iTunes only sells music. Um, and they do sell videos, I suppose, but, um, and apps. What we're talking about here is having your own dedicated store that you are in control of and that, and that is really the first point of contact for your super fans. Okay, and so I'll get into stores in just a moment. Just want to wrap up this thing on uh, payment gateways. When you're looking for a payment gateway, what should you look for? Um, There are some things that you need to know. There's actually a blog post. I'm going to link over to it in our show notes today. And um, it's a helpful blog post on just some basics of how to look for a payment gateway. And um, you've got the signup fees. You've got transaction fees. Um, and then you've got on-site, off-site, um, as far as where the payment is being processed, um, and some, some different things that play into your your choices of a payment gateway. And and you need to just know what you're getting into. And my experience has been that Stripe. I mean, I haven't used a bunch of other ones. It's not like I've moved around and I'm this expert on the subject of payment gateways. But I just need something that's solid and reputable. And so Stripe was the one that I currently I was signed up with and I currently have right now. Um, there are some options for you to not even worry about payment a payment gateway. Um, and I'm going to get into that in a second. But, um, but the payment gateway is going to be necessary if you completely control your online store through um, someone like Shopify or a WooCommerce um, site on your website with your domain. And I'll, I'll be uh, getting into that in a second. So I'm just going to talk about a few different ones. One, PayPal. I'm going to talk about PayPal. I'm going to talk about Stripe. And then I'm going to talk about a payment gateway called Authorize.net. Okay. So Stripe, I'm sorry, PayPal. Let's go back to PayPal. PayPal um, has been around a long time. They have a very established, reputable name and is known. And so that's good. And a lot of a lot of customers like to to see PayPal because it's um, perhaps linked to their checking account, and it's a secure way for them to purchase things online. So they don't have to use their credit card; they're just using PayPal. Um, so that's that is a um, a payment gateway to use PayPal. Um, with PayPal, they uh, they are their own merchant account. They have their own merchant account, and so that is an example of what I said before: an aggregate merchant account, and that's all set up for you through PayPal. So you don't have to worry about a, a, a merchant account, which is nice. Now, one one drawback with PayPal is that they have been known to lock down accounts. This is something that has been an issue for a lot of people who use them as their uh, payment gateway. So, um, and also they are prone and susceptible to um, a lot of scams, a lot of frauds, and you could basically get a lot of bad transactions. So it's it's not as secure, believe it or not, uh, for for the for the merchant for you. Um, PayPal is not as secure. So, and that's important for you to know. The second one here that I want to talk about is Stripe. And Stripe, uh, as I said, it's what I use. It's very new. Um, they're not, they don't have the reputation that PayPal has, but um, they accept 
credit cards, of course, uh, you, pretty much anything. Um, they have no monthly fees. They have a very competitive rate of, uh, of transaction fees on each transaction. Um, it's very, very easy, and it's, it's built by really rock-solid, forward-thinking innovators for, for the internet today, and um, it's really, really awesome. And a lot of new sites that are being developed for e-commerce are um, using Stripe and suggesting Stripe because it's just so easy for both um, the website people, the developers, and for, for your customers. So the other one here is Authorize.net, um, and um, Authorize.net is a very well-known payment gateway, um, especially for um, online business guys, for people who have been selling things online, digital products, in, in, information marketers, info products, things like that. Authorized.net is uh, very, very reputable and been around a long time. They have um, good, solid security and 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 very popular. So um, now the only thing with Authorized.net is you are, you are required to have your own merchant account. And I, I think I said that already, but you would need to get a merchant account with your bank or with, with another popular merchant account out there that would be ideal for people who do online business. So keep that in mind. Um, as, I, as I said, I suggest Stripe if you're just getting started. Um, now, Stripe's transaction fees are a little bit higher. Um, so after you start to, to have volume and you're starting to make a lot of money, you're going to want to probably change over to uh, something like Authorize.net um, you'll you'll need to get a merchant account, and you can, as I said, you can negotiate for for really um, competitive rates and things like that. But the reason we're going over these payment gateway things and talking about it is because they directly connect to uh, your store, your online store. You got to have it integrated so that you can take payments, so that you can accept money for doing business. All right, let's uh, go ahead and move into our action items for this episode. Okay, at our show notes, theindependentmusician.com forward slash 18, you're going to see uh, kind of my suggestions based, depending on where you are and um, in, in, your, in your path as an artist and depending on what you're doing. Um, now, and I, I mentioned Bandcamp a moment ago. Why, why, wouldn't, you, why wouldn't someone use Bandcamp? And um, I, I like Bandcamp. I think it's fine. I think that you can certainly have a Bandcamp page if you want to. But um, I think that you're going to want to maybe secondarily use Bandcamp. Have a Bandcamp account if you want, but um, here's why. You're going to want to have a way to track users. You're going to want to have what are called um, retargeting pixels placed on your, on your store's pages so that you can see who is there and you can collect information and then you can retarget them with advertising. Um, so because some people, when they come and they see a store, they're looking around and, and they go, you know, this looks interesting, but I'm just not quite ready yet. And you know, the last episode we talked about the funnel, right? They're kind of in that con- consideration phase, right? Where they're just, they know who you are. They, they, they may like you, but they haven't uh, really given you preference yet. But with retargeting, it's just a great way to um, intentionally serve advertising, direct response advertising. Uh, you've, you've probably seen this yourself, right? You're online somewhere, and all of a sudden, you see an advertisement for something that you, uh, that you know you've checked out 
at one time or another on some other completely different website, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, these people are following me around. How in the world do they know uh, about this? You know, how do they know that I'm here? Kind of spooky. It's actually not that spooky. I just want to demystify it. It's really just technology. Uh, business owners, people trying to sell stuff, can um, serve advertising to people. And all of these things, by the way, are in uh, pol- policies and terms and service that we all agree to. Um, none, all of this is above board. <laughs> so uh, if you ever, by the way, just get tired of people following you around, just hit clear cookies um, and clear your history completely, and then you won't be followed. Well, they'll start following you again because your cookies are reset. And um, well, anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. Okay. Bandcamp, it's not, you don't have as much control over really seeing who is coming to your site. So don't look at this as um, something that's that's crazy negative and like, you know, because I could see some people having an objection like, why would I want to, why would I want to retarget someone? That's just so annoying. No, it's actually not. It's actually you're, you're building, it's the invisible opt-in. It's, um, it's, it's actually seeing who's coming to your website and doing your best to reach out to the right people who are showing interest. So with Bandcamp, um, you can collect email addresses, which is really great. That's important. iTunes doesn't let you do that. Spotify for sure doesn't let you do that. So you can see who your who your customer is in a sense. Um, you have to import those. You can't integrate that with your um, email autoresponder. You have to import a CSV file. You also can't with Bandcamp. You can't uh, place a target a retargeting pixel on on the page. You don't have that much control over it. It's, you don't have that much control over your store. Let's just put it that way. Um, so let me give you guys just um, a few different options, and then we'll be wrapping up this episode. Let's say that you're still not quite ready. Uh, to commit to you know the integrating your store, getting all technical and and, and building a, an e-commerce store, you could go with someone like Big Cartel. I know Sleeping at Last does this. Big Cartel is e-commerce for people who want to keep it simple. Um, and and really honestly, this isn't much different than Bandcamp, but it's better than Bandcamp in that it's it's really built for e-commerce. Bandcamp isn't exactly built. For e-commerce, it's been it's built for just musicians. But if you wanted to sell um, a lot of different things, a lot of different products, um, then Big Cartel is really great, and they they have you know a merchant account for you. You don't have to worry about that. The payment gateway, all that stuff, set up within their plan, and you pay monthly. Um, they actually have a free account where you could put up five products, and you keep all all of your money. You can integrate digital products if you're doing the online thing, and it's actually possible for you to take payments in person um, if you're on the road and you can take orders at live events and um, concerts, whatever, whatever you're doing. And so that keeps it really nice. So that's, that's uh, comparable to another one. This is the second one. Um, and that's Square. Square is most popular for uh, folks who are in person. You know, have, you have a little device, you put it in your phone and you can accept credit cards and you can um, actually sell online with with Square. So you can kind of keep everything in one account if you wanted to do that. Now they do have a transaction fee of two, I think it's 2.75% on the total sale of each transaction that's made. Um, So that's a little bit different, but you're going to get in a transactions fees, transaction fees, uh, regardless with some of this stuff. So now I'm not sure if um, with Square... Or with big cartel for the for that matter that, that if you can do um, if you can place retargeting pixels throughout your site so that you can you know 
get information on who's coming and, and then do advertising. If you're not doing paid advertising yet, that's not like it's going to, you know, like, like a deal breaker. But um, you can integrate, uh, I know, MailChimp with big cartels. So if you have MailChimp, um, that should work. And, and probably AWeber too. You know, I'm going to actually look real quick at Big Cartel's site and I'll be right back. I'm just going to hit the pause button here. Yeah, so um, with Big Cartel, actually, I've found out that you can complete, you can do complete HTML, which means that you could place retargeting pixels if you wanted to, uh, because you place those in the head section of your pages. Um, and you get those, by the way, from the different um, advertising platforms, be it Facebook or Google or whoever. Um, and you can, because of that, you can do the form action HTML, which is basically how you integrate your email marketing service. So, um, yeah, that's big cartel. And with square, with square, I'm not hundred percent sure about that. So I'll have to find that out and maybe I'll mention that in the show notes, whether that's true or not, but those would be maybe the places to start, um, above and beyond Bandcamp. I would suggest. Um, okay. Beyond that, there's what's called Shopify. Shopify is, um, basically setting you up with a, an e-commerce store. It's it's very robust. It's got all kinds of features. I mean, it could essentially be your entire website if you wanted it to because you can do some blogging things with it. Um, but it's, it's rock solid and um, Shopify is great. And as far as the pricing, you can start out at 30 bucks a month and you can get a store rolling. And uh, with that, you can also get the um, offline point of sale thing, you know, in person, just like the others that we just talked about. And, um, it, it can all be in one, one place. You could do discount codes, things like that. Okay. And lastly, um, what I'm going to suggest as far as getting a store set up, uh, for your site is woo themes. This is going to be uh, a plugin that you can integrate into your, your WordPress uh, site. Okay. So actually it's called WooCommerce. And it allows you to create a store right there on your site so it's all in one spot. With WooCommerce, you can integrate Stripe and PayPal and whoever else. And um, you can have a lot of flexibility, a lot of things. And it's all within the WordPress environment so that you're you know familiar with that. If you're a WordPress user and you're using your site in a complete funnel, you can kind of keep it all in one spot. So that's really um, where I would suggest you go in terms of setting up your store on your website, uh, use WooCommerce. And um, if you're looking, by the way, for some good themes for your WordPress site, I've suggested ThemeTrust. ThemeTrust is a great uh, a great WordPress theme site, and they have different um, e-commerce options in their themes where you can integrate WooCommerce, the WooCommerce plugin that I'm talking about here. But um, Woo themes themselves are great as well. So you can get all that set up, and it's all in one literally one spot, a store on your thing. So you could say yourname.com forward slash store, or you can put it beginning store.yourname.com or shop. I don't know. But um, guys, that's um, some tips there for getting started with getting your store going. We've covered a lot in this episode. Um, I know that some of this might be brand new to some of you, but um, it doesn't have to be complicated. And um, if you need any help or if you have any questions, just go to our show notes, leave a comment in the blog post, which is the the house for this episode. And that's at theindependentmusician.com forward slash 18. And uh, in the next episode, we're actually going to cover um, 
releases. And we're going to kind of go a different direction slightly, but it's still going to require that you have a payment gateway like Stripe or PayPal or Authorize.net. And I'm going to be talking about launches and releases to your list. And uh, that's a very different thing than your store. And I'll explain why in the next episode. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. And um, yeah, take action. Remember to take action. You don't get anywhere if all you do is talk. I'm learning that about myself, about my life. It's important to take steps, to be deliberate, to be intentional, and to uh, be a doer, not just a talker. So uh, having said that, yeah, go to theindependentmusician.com forward slash 18 and um, download this week's or this episode's show notes and uh, take action. So I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, don't forget to go to freemusicgift.com and enter this month's drawing, the M-Audio Axiom 49 MIDI controller for your studio. It's going to rock, and I can't wait to give that to you. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next time right here on Tim Talks. Tim Talks.